You're listening to Side Hustle Pro, the podcast that teaches you to build and grow a side hustle from passion project to profitable business. And I'm your host, Nikayla Matthews. So let's get started. Hey guys, Nikayla here checking in with another solo episode. So first of all, before I really get into today's show, I want to talk about a couple of cool things that have happened since I last did a solo episode. So first of all, um, I went to Philly for a conference at my fiance's business school, um, Wharton Business School, and he spoke on a panel about entrepreneurship. But that's not the story. The story is I was in another session later on in the day and I raised my hand to make a comment. Cool. Session was interactive. It wrapped up and I then went on to some other sessions and two different people came up to me and were like, we recognize your voice as soon as you started talking. And <laughs> that was so surreal. So shout out to you too, if you're listening right now. Um, it was really surreal because I actually know what that is. I, you know, working at NPR, I remember being in the cafeteria and hearing somebody ordering their lunch and, and just thinking like, wait, where do I know that voice from? And it was Audie Cornish. And so, yeah, if you listen to NPR, you know who that is. So it was a surreal experience to have someone recognize me by my voice. But it was also one of those moments where, again, I was really encouraged to keep going with this podcast because it truly, it truly does mean something to people. And that's a cool sensation to create something that other people value. And, you know, it's not just like your friends and family who are like, hey, oh, that's cute that you're doing that. Like people are really um, finding value from this. And I, I think that's just the greatest experience I've ever, ever had. And speaking of finding value, so one of the ways I know that I can be more valuable to you guys is to share my social media knowledge. You know, I do this for a living and then I do it as a side hustler to build out my own personal brand and to build awareness for this podcast. I've been doing it all year and you guys, I've just been so heads down in the trenches that it's, it's nothing personal why I haven't shared more of this. I have just been heads down just trying to um, get stuff done. But I am pulling back from that, you know, hustle, 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 grind only mentality to make sure I share what I know on a consistent basis, right? So one of the ways I have done that is I am f- launched this side hustle diaries component of my newsletter. So that will come out on Tuesdays. And it's basically me sharing in greater detail what's going on with aspects of my business. So for example, I sent out the first one today, tonight, and it was all about what I learned from launching my first e-commerce sale on Black Friday from, you know, literally getting the courage to do it two nights before and then hustling to get my shop up, get it rebranded, get a domain name and 
all this other stuff I had to learn, like literally on Thanksgiving morning, learning stuff. So if you want to know about that and you're not already on my email list, just go to sidehustlepro.co forward slash side hustle corner. That will get you all clued in, linked in to the side hustle pro community. And that'll make sure that you get my side hustle diaries because I won't do an, a solo episode every week. So if you're not listening to the, if you're not tuned into the Side Hustle Diaries newsletter, then you're kind of missing a little bit of um, my own hustle and my own um, hustle smart tips. So go ahead and get that. And then today's episode, I am going to do an update. So I'm checking in on all things social media marketing, specifically Instagram. I've heard many of you ask, how can I organically grow my audience on Instagram? So I decided to turn that into an episode. And I see this question come up in most of the groups I'm in and with most entrepreneurs. So although in episode seven, I broke down how to grow and explode your social media audience with five steps and zero dollars, a lot has changed since then. Um, I think that was back in the summer when I when I recorded that one. And then there I went through like the step-by-step methodology and the steps I used to grow my Instagram over a thousand percent in a year and the steps I was using at the time. So today I'm here with updates, lots of updates, because as you know, you miss a day, you miss a lot when it comes to social media. Um, case in point, the last time we spoke, there was no Instagram stories and there certainly was no Instagram live. So it's it's about time for a check in. And on this episode, I will just get into what's working and what's not working for me on Instagram how to find your target audience on Instagram. We'll get into that again. Um, I have some new insights there. I'll also talk about why you can start a business on Instagram. And then also, I know some of you are like, I'm short on time. The social media stuff overwhelms me. I don't even know where to begin. I'm going to get into what you can accomplish with even just 30 minutes a day on Instagram. And then finally, I want to talk about the number one reason why your following is not growing. All right. So I wrote those down so I know how to, I know to get back to all of them, (laughs) but let's get started. First of all, um, I want to talk about what's working. So the first step I would say in what's working is setting yourself apart and putting your best foot forward. So how do you do that? Um, well, number one, you have to introduce yourself by having a really tight and strong bio. And there are a lot of fun things you can do with your Instagram bio. You can break it up into different lines. If you log into Instagram on desktop specifically, you can, you know, create one line to introduce who you are. You can create another line to say quickly a tagline or phrase you want to be connected to you. And when you're thinking about bios, Just try to think about what makes you unique, but also what you want people to take away as soon as they see your profile. Like, um, for example, let me, speaking of bios, look mine up right now. So I, um, before I had just a like 
one lump paragraph, but I switched it to this four line because it really helped me to break down multiple aspects of my personality. So first line, I just say with the headphone emoji, host, side hustle pro podcast. Then next line, social media marketer. And then I say what I'm about. I'm serving branding plus side hustle strategy. And then finally, I get into what I want the audience to do before they leave my page. And for me, um, most recently, and this is the line that changes the most because there's some days, you know, you can only have one link in your Instagram bio. So there's some days like podcast days where I'm linking to the podcast. There are other days where I'm linking to my email list or like during Black Friday, I was linking to my store. So this final line changes depending on what I'm linking to, but I have an emoji pointing down. And then for uh, currently it's like, get my hashtag hustle smart tips here. And then that links to my newsletter sign up page. So think about all the different ways that you can break out the things you do, or most importantly, just focus on the one key thing you want people to get when they're on your page. What do you do? Who do you serve? What are you about? And make it fun. Like don't do the typical like buzz terms if you can avoid it, like truly try to be unique. And and those are the kind of things that make people take note because the first thing people look at your picture and your bio. And I didn't get into that as much before, but these things do matter. Um, your profile picture, especially don't use like a dark picture. Don't like do some like fuzzy selfie, really try to get into some good lighting. Like you do not have to have a photo shoot for this. Mine is currently a picture from a photo shoot, but I have been doing Side Hustle Pro and blogging for a whole year before I did my photo shoot this past, um, what was that, November. So this is very recent, but for the most part, I always had a very um, well-lit photo. Before the, my current photo, I just had my fiance take a picture of me on our um, balcony when it was a super sunny day against a brick wall. People thought that was like a photo shoot. No, nah, man, that was just <laughs> our balcony. All right, so that's number one, that's definitely working, setting yourself up to look very professional and stand out with your bio. Speaking of putting your best foot forward, you have to clean up your profile. Like if you want to use Instagram for business, I know that some of those photos are sentimental to you, but you have to clean up some stuff. Like I'm not saying delete all of your personal photos, but you can take out the random pictures of your dog or what you have for breakfast. For me, I slowly started transitioning my page from my personal page. I had a lot of pictures from grad school at Michigan with just, you know, random football games and once I started getting more focused and serious about my brand, I realized I love Michigan, die hard, go blue, but this has nothing to do with Side Hustle Pro. This doesn't match my color scheme. It's got to go. So if you can't find the original picture, take a screenshot, delete, keep it moving, but clean up your profile because um, a very clean and visually appealing aesthetic truly does work on Instagram. Now, a little later, I'm going to get into the the over curation and let you know that that's not necessary, but you don't want your page to look cluttered either. Next thing that's working, I would call this step two. I guess I'll break it out into step. Finding your true fans is still very much clutch, you guys. You have got to figure out where your people are. Um, I know that this is a hard process. 
in my original episode on this, you know, I broke down how I went about figuring out what I call my avatar, which is my ideal um, audience, my, my ideal fan, customer, whatever you want to call it, the person I know that will resonate with my content and really look forward to Side Hustle Pro episodes each and every week. And so the first thing I thought about is I just made up a fake person at first, right? I had no idea what a Side Hustle Pro listener really was into. I knew what I was into. I knew I was into the topic, but I'm not representative of everyone. And I didn't know if I should just base it on me. So that's when I went out based on the profile I created. I was like, okay, I know it's a black woman. I know she's in this age range. I know she's probably um, listening or reading some of these books, but let me go out and talk to side hustlers. Let me go out and talk to people who I know are in this position where they want to learn more from black women who have made it, black women who have um, gone from passion project to profitable business. So I started with my inner circle. Start with people you know. If you're a business is about cooking, if your business is about um, being of service to moms and creating helpful content, find mothers that you know. If your business, whatever your business is about, start with your inner circle. And if you don't know someone who directly fits, then ask them if they know. You know, use your circle to get to some people who will fit that description. And then when you finally meet people or who are close to that range of what you think you're ideal audience member is, ask them questions, sit down with them, say, can I have, you know, 15 minutes of your time? This is what I'm doing. I want to learn a little bit more about your interests, your challenges, your pain points. And so questions that I asked included, you know, um, what, what do they consume each day? Like who, what experts did they find valuable? Um, what were their questions about entrepreneurship? What did they struggle with? How do they balance currently? Um, what would they love to learn more about? Um, what kind of content would they really value each week? If I was going to create this podcast, right? I was doing hypotheticals. Like if I was to create this, would it be interesting? If not, like what else could I do to make it interesting? And so after talking to about 10 people, and I highly suggest no less than 10 people, I really started to get a full picture of who my avatar is. And for those of you who heard episode seven, you know, a lot of this will sound familiar, but I can't overstate that it's something that you need to revisit. So I revisit, actually, I revisit my avatar. I check in and say, okay, am I truly connected? Am I doing everything I can to um, figure out who needs this content? Are there other people that I'm overlooking? So keep checking in with your avatar, even if you think you know who it is. And for those of you who are just beginning this process, like, don't be shy about reaching out to people, even reaching out to strangers on Instagram. If you feel like they're, if they're following someone that is in the similar industry as you, similar niche, and you feel like you feel that you can reach out to them via DM to strike up a conversation, the worst they can say is no. Test it out because you need to get as much information about your avatar as you can. Um, think about what service you're providing, and then who you want to serve, mock out that skeleton of who they are, then go out and talk to them. And once you've spoken to them, write that profile of who you think they are. And by the time you've spoken to them, you will know what they listen to, what they read, 
where they hang out, what kind of occupations they have. And so you'll be able to start following people on Instagram who meet this profile. Now, when I say following people, this is all a part of finding your true fans. I think of Instagram as a networking thing. Like, I don't know what it is. I've never been one of those people who think it's weird to follow someone you don't know on the internet. I've never been that way. I've just always thought it was perfectly normal. (laughs) And, you know, sometimes I I look around and I realize, hmm, maybe everyone doesn't think this so normal, but I don't care because I see it as, you know, no different than walking into a networking event and not knowing anyone and going up to someone that, you know, you know how we do it. Like we look around to see who the friendliest face is, like who might be cool to talk to and going up to them and being like, hey, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? And, you know, finding a friend at that event until you warm up and you start talking to more and more people. Instagram, same thing. Um, once I started to realize that, hey, people who want this kind of content, they probably listen to this person and they probably listen to that person. So I started going to the pages of the experts that they also found valuable and um, looking through those those pages, the followers of those pages and starting to follow people who I felt would appreciate my content. And, you know, sure enough, some of those people started coming back to my page to check out my page, finding out that I had interesting content there, this podcast, this um, blog going on and following me back. And I think the following also, it's not just going to happen from like a follow for follow type of relationship. You also have to engage. So that leads me to step three of what's working. What's working is engaging with your audience, right? And when I think of engagement, I think of, you know, the three words, like, engage, comment, repeat, guys. Like people's, like people's stuff. Don't be selfish. You know, it's not just about you putting out your stuff, then closing the Instagram app. Spend some time going through your followers, liking, commenting, engaging with what they're doing. Look at their Instagram stories, send a note, send a little message, you know, let people know that you are human and you're not just a, uh, a taker. Because I think a lot of people in social media nowadays, um, especially because people are treating it like a numbers game, they're all about taking like, oh, okay, you know, if I join it on this, even sometimes these groups, they have these challenges where everyone uses the same hashtag so that people can go around and like each other's stuff. But most people are just using the hashtag and they are not liking anybody else's stuff because they're just trying to take. So these are the type of situations you want to avoid. You want to truly be a giver and you will find that you get as much as you give when it comes to Instagram. And People want to feel the love too, like end of story. One thing I forgot to mention about finding your true fans too is finding your true fans allows you to stop guessing. A lot of us, we think we can just guess. Like I said, you know, you, you're you going to have an initial profile in your mind based on guesses, but talking allows you to truly affirm and confirm that, hey, this is actually who likes my content. This is actually the profile in my head. Like I know in my head, I can, you know, rattle off what my avatar um, is doing and, and who she's listening to, what she's about, because that's how much I've spoken to people. 
So we've gone through, just to recap real quick, what's working. Number one, setting yourself apart, putting your best foot forward. Um, number two, finding your true fans. Number three, engaging with your audience. Um, now I'm going to get into number four of what's working, which is making it personal. And this has become so easy with the launches of Instagram stories and also Instagram live. So Instagram stories allows you to just show people truly what you're about. Like you, do you wake up in the morning and do a quick workout before you get into your day? Do you meditate before you head off to work? These are the things that make people feel like, Hey, I know her or Hey, I do that too. I have those pajamas. Um, it's silly, but you don't realize it, but people really do connect with you because you're human and you have similar interests or similar flaws, similar struggles. And people don't just connect with brands. So even if you're trying, I think one of the hardest things I see that people struggle with um, and people who have reached out to me is they're trying to build this brand and this might be you. You're trying to build this brand without ever having to show your face and without ever having to put a personal element into it because you're shy and you're like, why should this have to be about me? This is about the product. Um, the reason why it's about you or it's about somebody that you want to be the face of your brand is because people don't buy static dead products. Like you buy something because it, it, conjures up a feeling inside of you, an emotion inside of you. And the quickest way to get to that emotion is to show that there's a person there and to, to make, and to, you know, share your story with the world so people can connect the facets of the story. I, I would be happy to sit down, um, or talk a little bit more one-on-one -on -one with someone who truly believes that they have to separate their brand from their personality. But I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be very, very hard. Why do you think brands have spokespersons? Why do you think Nike pays LeBron, uh, you know, billions of dollars to endorse their product? Because Nike wouldn't be Nike without the athletes that make it, that, that, you know, just do it wouldn't be that slogan if it wasn't the people who are consistently reinforcing that message and making you feel like, man, if I just grind harder, like, Oh, I could be like them. You know, it invokes emotion inside of you. And so making it personal is working and it's always going to work and it's going to continue to work. And that's why you see Instagram introducing things like stories and introducing things like live because they get it. They get it that these brands need to take consumers inside and up close and personal to differentiate themselves and to make the consumers that much more connected. People connect with people. Final thought on that. Now, the last, actually, this is not the last thing. Two more things about what's working. Number five, <laughs> I call this the ain't nobody got time for that um, thing that's working, but what's working is automation, guys. And let me, let me do a caveat though. Smart automation. Okay. Like I will get to the bots and the no-nos in a second. But in terms of automation, I will say that if you want to spend time planning out your feed and planning out your content, because you do not want to throughout your week be um, going in and off of Instagram at work and trying to you know schedule posts um, three or four times a day, it's a really good idea to automate. That doesn't make you, that there's nothing wrong with that at all. The smartest people in the world, the 
biggest brands do that, okay? And my one of my favorite tools right now is something that um, it's called Unum, U-N-U-M. Now, Unum is only automated in the sense that I'm able to plan out my feed. So I can put in um, a certain number of pictures, I think as many as 15 or 20 pictures in advance to start to get how my layout will look because... I don't know if it's because I personally prefer an aesthetic where things are not too cluttered. So I am cognizant of that, but I I don't overly curate it. It doesn't have to be that there's a gold, then there's a black or, you know, it's a triangle formation, none of that. Um, But I will say that planning out my feed helps me to, one, have a more productive work week because I'm not always on Instagram because I do have a day job, y'all. But it also helps me to um, save more time, think through what I want to say, because sometimes you post something and I don't want to do that two sentence caption. Like I really do want to share a story of, of why I'm sharing this quote and how this quote made me feel and, and give you guys as much insight into my life and my thought process as possible. So Unum helps me to do that as well. So I highly recommend you guys check that out if you want to, but what it doesn't do, I'll, I'll let you know is it does not post for you on Instagram. Basically, you can you still have to go in there and when you're ready actually set the post to publish on Instagram now there is an app that allows you to schedule directly on Instagram and that's something that Arsha Jones who was a guest two or so episodes ago mentioned and it's called only pult so it's o n l y p u l t and with that app, it's, it's third party, but it's still, it schedules directly to Instagram, which it's, it's very rare. Like Instagram used to like poo poo that. And there, there are not that many apps that do that. So I would check it out, but I am usually team free 99 just because there are just so many random things you have to pay for once you start podcasting. So I am on team no paying for Instagram right now. <laughs> so I don't use only pulp, but I am considering it for, you know, 2017. We'll see. In addition to UNUM, UNUM, I like later. I used to use later um, strictly, but it doesn't allow you to plan ahead as much. You can kind of see it, but um, it's not as, you know, user-friendly, their layout. So I have switched over to Unum and haven't looked back since. Um, what else for automation? Um, that's pretty much it. The other tools like Buffer, same thing as Unum. Like they let you um, schedule and plan it out, but then you do have to physically go in and post to Instagram. So, you know, you might as well stick with the one that lets you plan out your feed. Finally, number six, the thing that is still working and I emphasize it over and over again is measuring everything you do. Don't just do work in vain. You guys like track what you're doing, track if it has an impact and then do more of what's working because if not, you're just kind of wasting your time. You're like going around on the hamster wheel, trying stuff out. And how can you really say what's successful, right? So the number one app that I like to use, now this is not the number one app in life, but my personal favorite measurement app right now is called Command. 
and it's um, strictly for Instagram. I use command to, it tells me my post stats. It also tells me the stats of other users. So if there's someone in my niche who I feel like, hey, you know, um, they're kind of really on and popping right now. And I am seeing a, a slowness kind of a, a decrease in my engagement and my followers. Cause you know, Instagram's algorithm, Facebook's algorithm, they go through loop-de-loop. Sometimes you're hot, sometimes you're not. I use command to get a sense of what's working for other uh, brands in my niche. Again, not to copy, like I said in episode seven, but to have a good framework of all the options that are available to me. Like, am I utilizing video as much as I could be? Am I sharing just playing out my story as much as I could be? Should I reintroduce myself to my audience? Should I share a behind the scenes of a speech I gave? Like just constantly like um, giving yourself new and fresh ideas. Cause when you only focus on your own content, sometimes you get in a bubble and you have to snap out of it and realize, Hey, there's this whole other world of stuff that's going on that I am not taking advantage of because why? <laughs> so look up the command app. It, it, also allows you to see within your post apps, you can see your most popular posts. So again, it's all about tracking what works and doing more of that. You can see your most liked posts, most commented, um, the least liked, least commented. You can also see the top hashtags that you have used, everything, right? Best um, weeks, months, time, when to post. Now, when to post, I take it with a grain of salt because obviously it's only tracking times that you have post. So it's not like it's pulling from a universal like this is the best time to post ever in life. It's like, okay, you've posted at 8 p.m. every day and whether your post is good or bad, we think that 8 p.m. is a good time for you because that one popular post um, did really good at 8 p.m. No, that just happens to be when I had time to post, right? So take that with a grain of salt, but also test out different times and you'll start to get a sense of, hey, do mornings work? Do really, really late at night evenings work? Um, if you intentionally try to post at different times, you can start to get a feeling. But again, I say grain of salt because you're posting different things, right? It could be that that one post um, just happened to do really well and had, and it was about the content of the post and had nothing to do with the time of day. But it still is interesting to see all this data. It it truly is helpful to inform your strategy. Even when you're scheduling, you can schedule posts for the times that are most impactful for your audience. So that's what's up. That's what's still working for me on Instagram, you guys. I also definitely use hashtags. I always use hashtags with my posts, actually. And my hashtags are things that I've searched. So I try to do a mixture of really popular posts in my niche for, you know, social media, um, thought leaders, influencers, as well as bloggers, brown girl bloggers, and things like that. I look at the hashtags that are trending that other influencers are using, but then I also try to mix it up. Like if you only use hashtags that have a million posts, then yours is just going to get lost in that. So I also try to tap into hashtags with, um, you know, medium to light usage just to like mix it up toy around with that and you want to switch it up you want to have different banks of hashtags you want to get really niche to your um 
your content. So if I'm posting something about, you know, Kelechi from Zuva, for example, a, a previous episode, I'm going to tag Nigeria, where she's from. You know, I'm going to tag fashion and, and hashtags that are more to do with Zuva and fashion. So you, you don't want to just use blanket hashtags on every post, but um, you do want to have like a set bank that you can pull from. But I just want to make it clear that hashtags do not automatically result in followers. Like there's no hashtag that will get you um, your true customer. You know how I feel about your true customer. <laughs> you have to go out and introduce yourself. Like I will say this till I'm blue in the face. People will follow you because they've made a connection with you or because your content resonates with them. And hashtags are not the way to facilitate that. Hashtags allow you to be in the conversation, um, get you some visibility and definitely raise people's awareness about you. But I wouldn't rely solely on hashtags. Like if you're just using hashtags and you're not going out there and following people, you will not, not, not just following, but liking, engaging, commenting. Once you followed, you will not see the type of growth that you want. Again, I I've done this. I I've seen the difference. Um, between last year alone, less than 500 followers to now, 18.5 thousand followers and counting. It works and hashtags are the icing on the cake, but they are not the main ingredient. So now I want to get into what's not working on the gram and how you're not going to organically grow your audience. Number one, guys, now this might be a little controversial, but I'm going to say it anyway. I think that over curation is not working. And this is coming from someone who has tried it, right? Because I use Unum. I look at my feet. I try to try to make it have some aesthetic like consistency and all of that. But what I found is if a really good post just resonates with me, I'm going to share it. And it, and it doesn't matter that you know, it didn't fit into like the gold and the white and the whatever I was planning. If it's really good and I just need to get it off my chest, I'm going to do that. So I would say, don't worry about coming up with this perfect color palette and only sharing those things within those color palette. Like people don't care about your color palette. They care about the content of your message. And I would focus more on making sure that I'm writing a caption that it tells a narrative and explains who I am and what my brand's about than I would about what color my, you know, word swag um, caption is. So think about that. Nothing has to be a certain color. In the beginning, aesthetic and layout and curation was very, very important to me. But I have, I know of accounts that don't do any of that. And they have a really active and really engaged following. And as a matter of fact, we'll talk to um, someone in a bit who has that experience and, and you'll see that it's all about the content. Number two of what's not working, um, automation bots. So automation lands in the what's working and what's not working category today. So automation, when you are taking the time and having that personal touch, that works. That is always a-okay. But what's not okay is these automation bots that people use to send you automated direct messages or to put automated comments on your posts. You guys, it's lazy and it's lame and nobody's following a robot. Like 
I get it. I get that not everyone has the time and, and your fingers might even hurt. Like someone has said that to me, like my fingers hurt from, from doing all this following and blah, blah, blah. You don't have to follow a hundred people an hour, but if you use an automation bot to do that, you can't control if that bot is following a hundred people, the same a hundred people unfollowing them, then refollowing them 10 times. I've seen it happen. Um, I was on a, a Facebook live just yesterday talking about the fact that a few of my friends have gotten a message or a like from Jay Ellis of Insecure on Instagram. And I'm just like, you guys, that is not, that's not him. He's not liking your page. Like that's his automation bot or whoever is um, controlling his page. You know, Tay Diggs does the same thing on Twitter. It's a mess following everybody and their mama and in and, and just a really automated, impersonal way. So I would say do away with the bots. Understand that Instagram and curating your true fans requires work and a personal touch. And, you know, don't take things too far by trying to use these bots to, to do your work for you. You got to do the work. Just like with your business, you have to put in the work. You have to put in the work with marketing as well. So let me quickly just refresh everything I wanted to cover in this episode. So we talked about what's working and what's not working on Instagram. We went back into how to find your target audience on Instagram. And we didn't touch on why you can start a business on Instagram, but I'll quickly touch on that. And essentially, Side Hustle Pro is what it is because of Instagram. Like I... I didn't have an email list before Instagram. I didn't have listeners before Instagram. I've gradually grown my audience and we're now at um, 71,000 downloads because of Instagram. So I would say when used correctly, as I've you know described in this and will continue to describe in, in future information sessions, when used correctly, Instagram can truly be a tool to build and help you connect with your true fans and true audience. And I know a lot of people are concerned with like that almighty dollar, like how do I get customers? How do I get my first purchase? That will come too. But first, you know, concentrate on being authentic and showing people why they should follow you. And I also want to say that, you know, creating all this, I see people who have created all this great content and it's kind of like that, that's saying like if a tree falls in the forest and no one's there, same thing, like people who are creating great content and no one is seeing it and no one is engaging with it, you should be focused on now bringing people into introducing yourself to people and bringing them back to your page because there's no sense in working this hard to have a podcast or working this hard to have a blog and putting all your effort into making these awesome Photoshop or Canva images and not getting any eyeballs on that. So I'm a big advocate of doing as much work to market what you're doing as actually putting effort into the work you're doing. Now, I also wanted to touch on what you can accomplish with just 30 minutes a day on Instagram. So in 30 minutes a day on Instagram, you can spend 10 minutes scheduling your content, right? Choosing your, choosing your image that you want to, to, 
to use. And if you're working with Canva, I would say 40 minutes, you know, to spend some time like trying out the different layouts, choosing your background, boom, no more than 10 minutes on that. Then you want to spend like five minutes thinking through your caption. Don't overthink this. Remember, you have a plethora of posts every day to try again and, and redo and tell more of your story. So you don't have to write an essay, but you do want to um, put a caption that will resonate. Just don't put like <laughs> a hashtag, like that tells people nothing about your state of mind, right? So spend 10 minutes or five minutes on that. And then 20 minutes, you want to explore, use the explore page to follow people, follow people who are in your niche, go through their feeds and like, comment, um, follow, uh, Sorry, go through the, the pages of other people you followed, like, comment, watch Instagram stories. So I would say 20 minutes a day, just engaging. And if you can limit your content creation to 10 to 10 to 20 minutes, then you have 30 minutes a day on Instagram. Boom. You will see so much progress. If you just commit that 30, 40 minutes a day, I promise you, you will see progress. Now, if you want exponential growth in a set amount of time, then you're going to need to multiply that 30 minutes by like 10. <laughs> but um, start out with 30 minutes, pace yourself, build it as a habit, and slowly you'll see your audience begin to grow. And not just bots or like random people, but your true, true fans. And so the final thing that I wanted to touch on is the number one reason that your following is not growing. And this goes back to the idea, not the idea, but the practice of measurement. Your following will come to a halt and you'll see that it's not growing if you're not measuring what you're doing. Because if you're measuring it and you're truly going in and saying, well, hey, like the last few days I posted quote graphics and those don't do well. Like I might think that those are like the bomb quotes, but actually my most popular posts have just been when I did a selfie and talked about something that happened in my day. So you have to find a way to do more of those and you'll see that your following starts to grow. You pick back up, you get that algorithm juju going again. And is juju? No, I don't think I mean juju. <laughs> I'm thinking of juju on the beat, but you'll get that, you know, that algorithm vibe going again and, and get your mojo back and you'll start to see traction again. Um, you absolutely just can't leave it to chance. So the number one reason your audience is not growing, it's all on you. It's all on whether you've committed the time to measure. So guys, in summary, the number one question I get asked is about Instagram. And I've been talking about this for a while. I honestly can't sum up all my tips in this podcast. And I think that's why I've been back and forth on the fence because I've been like, do I do a series, like a two-week thing? Do I do a Facebook Live? But um, I want to share, so I'm really excited. I have been 
thinking and I finally decided to do it. I am going to host a live masterclass in one week. It's going to be called Get the Gram and it's happening on Wednesday, December 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern. And there I'll be going in depth into how to build your Instagram audience organically. So all of these tips that I went through today, you can expect to see an actual visual, like me, video tutorial going through what I do. I'll get to elaborate. I'll get to show you guys my audience brainstorm, avatar brainstorm techniques, the content creation process, my curation and scheduling process, and just overall audience building techniques, um, how I share myself with the world without feeling like I'm losing myself or giving up all of my privacy. So if you go to sidehustlepro.co forward slash get the gram right now, you can grab your spot. The live training is up. I, you guys, I came home and I put my all into throwing up this live page because I wanted you to be able to listen to this podcast and sign up. So go on over to sidehustlepro.co forward slash get the gram. Um, I've only made a certain number of spots available because just honestly, I want to be able to take your questions similar to how I did. If you're a part of my Facebook group, you know, when it's a, it's a nice, um, core number, I can talk to everybody, take more questions. So I had to cap it. So go ahead and sign up before all the seats get filled. Again, it's Get the Gram happening Wednesday, December 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern and it's available at side hustle pro forward slash get the gram. So thank you guys. And there you have it. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Side Hustle Pro. If you want to hear more from me, head on over to sidehustlepro.co forward slash side hustle corner to get my weekly side hustle diaries chronicles about my own journey from passion project to profitable business. And if you want to find me online, I'm at side hustle pro on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Don't forget to join the Side Hustle Pro Facebook community. Go to sidehustlepro.co forward slash mastermind. And as always, if you love the show, do me a favor and subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next week.